Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. During the final 16 months of his term, Mike Braun says he will serve robustly. He said that uh, we saw the national debt grow from $18 trillion to nearly $33 trillion, and he still hopes to fight for reform, but feels that that's more likely to happen on a state-by-state basis. Yeah, so he was on with Hammer and Nigel yesterday, mm-hmm. did this fascinating interview. Last segment, we talked about, you know, he was saying, well, I'm against mass mandates and shutdowns, which is, which is fine, but the problem with that is, and then he you know, is lamenting all these things, basically, that Holcomb did. You paid for it to happen. Right. It's like you didn't commit the crime itself. You didn't rob the you didn't rob the bank. But you were in the backseat of the getaway yeah, you, car. You hired the guy to rob the bank. Yeah. Mike Braun voted for that initial two trillion dollar round of funding. Now, once he realized, hey, this is super unpopular with the Republicans, and you know where it was all going, he started to vote no on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But when it came time to make the actual judgment, he had terrible judgment. Yeah, and it's just like with the gas tax. Which I'm still waiting for someone to ask him. And I, I look, I know they ran out of time and you only have so so long and they can only get to so many things. But you voted for the largest tax increase in state history when you were in the Indiana House, Mike Braun. You did that. And it goes up every single year. So the track record of Braun, when, it's, when it's decision time, not 2020 hindsight, is to raise your taxes and blow through money like it's going out of style in the federal government. So I'm not going to let him come on these airwaves, at least use our, I mean, we're going to use our show. And if he's going to say that on these airwaves, Mm -hmm. I'm certainly going to respond to, you don't get to act like you're, you know, an innocent victim in all this, or you're some, you know, conservative fighter. And here he is again, just straight out lying out of his ass. Now he did take a shot at silent Suzanne, which I think is great, but trying to say he's the most reliable person on this issue. As we've got six of us in the race, uh, and a couple declared way before I was an interloper getting in, and uh, two more since. And of any of them, I'm the only one that's got the record. Um, Lieutenant Governor Crouch would have a record, and I didn't hear much about any of this, you know, when this was happening. But I got a voting record and, and got a track record that makes me one of the most conservative senators in the U.S. Senate. And I practice what I preach, too, and it's going to be on principle. And I think that's going to be the litigation. Everyone's going to put their bylines and headlines out there in terms of what they're going to do. But I always like to look what has someone done based on their record. Oh, okay, you do have a record, and that's why we're talking about it. Your record is you funded the, you you are the you are the money man, mm-hmm. right? Like you started voting against it once you realized it was unpopular. But when you thought it was going to be popular, you voted for it the same way you did with the tax increases. And he's lying, Casey, because the only person running for governor. In Indiana, and again, I say this as someone, I'm not endorsing Curtis Hill. I've not endorsed Curtis Hill. Maybe uh, that'll happen in the future. I don't know. I'm a long way away from any of that. But what I am giving our audience is the facts. And the facts are when it comes to mask mandates or lockdowns or shutdowns, Curtis Hill Mm -hmm. is the only person because Curtis Hill issued that advisory opinion that forced the governor to remove the criminal penalty from the mask mandate. It's not Mike Braun. It is Curtis Hill is the only person. Now, if that's important to you, vote accordingly. If it's not, don't worry about it. But you're not going to come in here and lie and act like you have some great record when you were 
paying for all this to happen mm-hmm. and not doing anything to help us in Indiana. I didn't hear Mike Braun say word one. He he said in a different interview, not with Hammer and Nigel, that he championed risking his political capital and that you can do a lot if you're willing to stick your neck out. Apparently he's not. Yeah. Because he did not stick his neck out because as you pointed out earlier, that vote was 96 to zero. And and Hammer and Nigel did such a good job of this interview. All right, we've got to play. Mm -hmm. This is, okay, so we have documented this. Multiple people have told us, and this is where your antenna should go up big time if you're a voter. Because when people start changing their song and their tune from week to week, that means they will tell you whatever you want to hear. Lacking conviction. Absolutely. And that is a recipe for disaster. So take away how stupid his answer is, and we'll get to it here in a second. But we have heard from multiple people who approached Mike Braun at you know county fairs or Republican breakfasts or whatever and asked him about property taxes. And we heard the same story, the exact same story from multiple people who don't know each other, which means he definitely said it. And they asked him, what are you going to do about property taxes? And Braun was super flippant with them and said, it's not a big deal. And it's going to sort itself out. And this was just some spike in the economy and it'll reset itself. And don't worry about it. And I was told by many people that at these various events he's going to, because of the popularity of this radio show, and it got out there, his opinion on property taxes, that he got an earful from people. And now magically, Casey, Mm -hmm. he has some sort of something he wants to do. Now it is stupid beyond belief, and we'll get to that in a second, but now here's his opinion on property taxes, which is totally different than what he was saying before. Uh, What are your thoughts (laughs) on what's happening right now with property taxes in Indiana? So I visit all 92 counties, and we got them almost all in this year, and that comes up all the time. Um, And it was obviously, again, based upon a system that was supposed to reflect market changes, but never was meant to handle something skewed by government. And again, look at the bizarre dynamic triggered by D.C. that created superinflation. Uh, People wanting to get out of town created that. Uh, real estate kind of temporary bubble. And obviously, I thought uh, the governor, uh, even our legislators, should have come in and put some type of cap on a system that was out of hand. It was never meant to gyrate that much. It was meant to take some of the kind of uh, arbitrary nature out of the system, pre-being market-based. But whenever anything gets skewed, even if you think you've got a good system, you can't just sit on your hands. To me, uh, I've heard so many complaints about it. Uh, it'd be something that I would try to fix so that in the future, if you're ever getting spiked, and if nothing is fixed before I get there, is that you'd obviously put a lid on how much something can go up in a given year, and it should be no more than the growth of the economy at best. So uh, that's warranted. It's out there. You hear it a lot. Okay, so first of all, take away the fact that you, Mike Braun, created the inflation by voting to spend $2 trillion, okay? So you're, you have just indicted yourself as creating the property tax or the property price crisis, whatever we're calling it. Yeah, his first sentence was to blame D.C. Which you voted for. Mm-hmm. That You can't get around your... That's the great thing about this show, Casey. We have no favorites. We don't like any of these people. And we will tell you what their record is. His record is absolutely he voted for that. So he's yep. a part of the problem. So he starts to blame uh, the people in D.C., which he was one of. Yes. And then he blames the guy before. Yes. And look, there is a cap. 
the premise of the cap was because local governments are out of control. Now, the go local governments who are out of control, school corporations, because that's the only people you ever hear going for these referendums. You never hear, hey, your local fire territory is having a referendum or your town is having a referendum. It's always these school corporations. Anytime they want, can put a referendum on the ballot. So you don't have an actual cap. The issue is that it is unfair that every single year the government puts a lien on your home that they have absolutely nothing to do with owning or buying or anything else. That is your property. You bought it. The issue is that you have it is, a single solitary cap on assessors is not going to stop this because they will always figure out a way around it. He he is saying that out of force. It is so obvious in his voice. He hasn't leaned into this at all. He pulled that out of his ass. And and he only did it because he got an earful on the campaign trail. And just like Suzanne Crouch with that income tax proposal, she doesn't want to do it. And if they don't want to do it, you can't trust them when they're in there to do it. And that's who Mike Braun has exposed himself to be. That was a great interview by Hammer and Nigel. He said he was something he was going to fix. Didn't they put the cap in place in 2017? The, no, the tax cap was put in place in 2008. It was put in the Indiana Constitution in 2010. So we are, let's see, what is that, 13? We're 15 years on a cap. We're 13 years in the Constitution. And property taxes have never been higher.